Are you ready to tell me everything? <laughs> Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost him. Stop. Tell me everything with Lance <laughs> is brought to you by Manscaped. Roses are red, violets are blue, and Manscaped has it for you. Guys, Valentine's Day is coming up. And we just know just and we have the gift to give you and that special someone for any and all occasions. This Valentine's Day, the V Day, it's time to gift him a gift that four million men worldwide use. Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming. Use my exclusive offer for you. Go to manscaped.com and use code LANS20. That is L-A-N-Z or Z 20 for 20% off and free shipping. My fiance, I gifted him this for Christmas and he is raving about Manscaped. He can't stop using it. He can't stop loving it. He said it's the best, one of the best gifts. Let's be very honest. One of the best gifts I've ever given him. I highly, highly recommend Manscaped for your mans, for anyone, honestly, brother, man, husband, whatever it is, use Manscaped. Enjoy my discount code guys. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back to Tell Me Everything with Lance, episode 27. Guys, it's going to be a golden freaking episode because I'm 27, so I really just feel like, you know, it's meant to be. <laughs> guys, it's 2022. Guys, it's literally 2022. Um, I know I've been gone for like a month, but I'm going to give you my life updates. I got COVID again. <laughs> As probably many of you have COVID or just recovered from COVID, it's shitty. It sucks. I'm not going to say there's the positives of it, but it is shitty. Oh, that's kind of ironic because you test positive, but it is shitty. And if you're going through it, I'm going to give you some advice because honestly, I was losing my freaking mind in my room. If you're like me, or even if you lived in an apartment, if you live in an apartment, I live at home. So I was literally trapped in my room, a little dramatic, but I was, I was trapped in my room for the 10 days because I live in the UAE and yeah it was a shit storm I hated my life I was constantly trying to mental check myself out because I was losing my freaking mind so this is how I'm going to start off this episode because <laughs> I just feel like it's a really big topic and I'm always going to be relatable I'm always going to be discussing what things are going on in people's lives and shit ton of people have COVID right now so I want to give you some of my reflections and I guess advice of things to do if you're trapped in your apartment, in your room, in your house, whatever it might be. Because honestly, it fucking sucks. And I'm here for you. So do things you wouldn't do when you're locked up in a room. Guys, I cannot tell you how much shit <laughs> I went through. I went through my closet. I went through my jewelry case. I went through my makeup brushes. I went through my makeup. I literally did everything that I would not do if I was sitting at home in a room for 10 days. Because I mean, obviously this is stuff to do after you feel better, you know, because I know for me, like first four, three, four days, I was literally dying. But if you've gone over that hurdle, like do the shit that you wouldn't do if you were locked up in a room. Like I know I would really like I do like a closet cleanse out like twice a year, but like I I don't do it unless like I'm forced to, you know what I mean? So or I, I literally can't fit any more clothes in my closet, which definitely has happened to me. Um, so if you are locked up, trust me, trust me, 
First of all, I did go crazy, but trust me, clean out that closet. Do a massive clean out of everything. Secondly, I went on Sephora.com and I ordered face masks and I ordered face masks and the chin lift from like Huda Beauty, which by the way, I don't know if it really worked, but I just went on like a whole beauty influencer type of shit. So I was doing face masks. I was doing this. I was doing that. And honestly, it made myself feel a lot better because I could not sleep and work out and watch tv and do whatever I was doing and work in the same room as I was literally sick so I made sure to do things that made me feel good about myself if it didn't you know what I mean like eating healthier I'm not gonna say I ate healthy the entire time I definitely wanted Vox popcorn at one time um but I was doing stuff that I wouldn't normally do because I'm so fast-paced and I'm so out of the house literally all day every day with whether it's work or going out and socializing I'm literally out of the house all the time so I really took that moment to do shit that I wouldn't really normally do for myself caught up on admin things if you are been like not doing your timesheets for work or not replying to emails on your personal work email perfect time to do it do it I had 5,833 emails in my inbox and I cleared that shit. (laughs) So trust me, take this time to do that type of stuff. Lastly, and last piece of advice before we actually get into this episode is I journaled. I did a lot of self-reflecting. It was the end of the year. I felt like there were a lot of shit, shit that happened, good things, bad things, things I need to improve on. And I took that time to reflect. And I also actually popped open a book because I think we don't usually use books anymore. Not use books, that doesn't make sense. We usually don't, we haven't, we haven't had time to read. You know, shit's hectic. We're on social media all the time. We read all our things on our phone or we're watching TV. So I really took the moment and some book recommendations is Paulo Coelho. I probably butchered the shit out of his name. He is one of my favorite authors. And honestly, I only read all his books. Um, I read 11 Minutes. I read Hippie. That's it. I'm not going to tell you I read like 3,000 books. But I definitely took the opportunity in quarantine. Not saying I didn't go crazy because my friends and fiance and family, if they ever hear this episode, they're like, Lana, stop bullshitting them. 100% I went crazy. I probably cried. I cried when I learned I was positive because I already had COVID last year. But after you get over the initial shock, I kind of got my shit together and was like, let me do some things that are going to make me feel better about myself. And that's what I did. So now... We're going to go into the year of fucking 2022 after my whole COVID spiel of what I did during quarantine. So I want to start off with dating. (laughs) And you guys are probably going to be like, Lance, you're not even single. What do you mean? Guys, I know I'm not single. I got a ring on my finger. I am highly aware of the situation. But I feel like through people around me, my single girlfriends, the research I still continue to do, even though I got this ring, it's insightful. And and I feel like as a single girl, if you are single, if you're not single, it's good to have a woman, woman to woman, be able to relate to each other, no matter what phase you are in your life. So I do have a lot to say. I think our priorities as women, as we enter 2022, um, have shifted. I, during my quarantine, actually read um, this book, it's like sitting on my, it's the one like men marry bitches or something. Men, men marry bitches. I think that's what it is. And I honestly have read this book before, but I wanted to like have a fresher glance at it as someone who is in the midst of getting married or whatever it is. I, not whatever it is. I am going to get married. Um, I, I wanted like a refresher look 
on this book. And yes, it's kind of outdated because there are some things I'm like, I literally don't agree with it. For example, they say like, if you don't want to go on a date, push yourself to go on the date because you don't know if it's the right man. I don't think I necessarily agree with that anymore. We've gone through a fucking pandemic. Priorities for people have shifted. Let's be honest. So my whole philosophy was, and I always told my girlfriends, if you are hesitant to go on that date, if you met a guy on Bumble and you're like, meh, force yourself, get on your freaking heels and get on that date. But I think my whole philosophy and perspective has changed on this. And because, let me tell you why, because yes, you could force yourself to go on the date and it could be really amazing, but you could also force yourself to go on the date and be a really shitty date and be like, why did I go out? I think as women, we need to be more selective on who we're spending our time with. For example, last year, was this last year now? Yeah, fuck, it was last year. Last year, I was going on 3 million Bumble dates, okay? I was like, guys I didn't like, guys I didn't like. And now reflecting back, I kind of wish I was a bit more selective with the men I went on. Nothing happened, bad to me happened on these dates. But like, there were a lot of situations, and I'll give you an example, but there were a lot of situations where I felt like I could have avoided For example, there was this guy I went on three or four dates with, okay? And I thought, and I kind of pushed myself to see like, oh my God, maybe it'll get better the second date. Oh my God, maybe it'll get better the third date because I really wanted it to work out so badly because I was trying to fill a loneliness void in me and it ended up being a shit show and disaster and ended. But I think back like, yes, I always believe that every experience you take, everything's supposed to be in your life will be in your life. But I think looking back, I could have avoided that like mini- drama filled two weeks I had if I had just listened to my intuition and listened to my gut and non gone not gone on that first date so I think as women we're shifting more into like we'll take anything and everything into let's be more selective and I think that comes with maturity and growth of course if you are living in a big city like Dubai you're meeting people constantly but I feel like before you go on that first date getting to know that person a little bit more extra maybe via text or phone is actually more important than just being like fuck it let me go on a date not saying it won't add to your progression and value as a person and growth and knowing understanding what you do or don't like that's not what I'm saying but what I'm kind of stressing here is is that I think as women we need to be more selective in who we're picking for that first date Especially, guys, we've been through a fucking pandemic. Like, I feel like, I mean, tell me if you can relate. I just feel like we are selecting who we spend more time with when it comes to friends. And I think we should channel that energy also into the men we're picking. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you guys are like, fucking hell, Lana. You told us to go on all the dates ever <laughs> to see what you like and don't like. And now you're saying be more selective. Being more selective doesn't mean you don't go on dates. Of course, that doesn't mean what it what I'm saying. But I just feel like there's a big shift in what we should settle for and what we should not settle for. Because I've personally felt that when you have an expectation for something and it gets let down, that's like a personal heartbreak that I feel like can be avoided and could have been avoided when I look at my past. I also have been doing a lot of research on sober dating. So if you don't drink, amazing, perfect. But if you do drink. So I read this article and I think it's super interesting. And now looking back, I'm pretty sure I was a little, little tipsy on all my first dates that I ever went on, including with my fiance, sorry, Khaled. Um, But I think sober dating is an interesting new 
kind of dynamic into dating. So basically sober dating is literally what it is. It is so when you are sober on your first date. And during the pandemic last year, I was going on a lot of dates and it was before bars and restaurants were open. So like I was literally sober dating because I would go on walks with these guys in like the neighborhood, not my neighborhood, but I was going on walks with these guys and stuff in a very sober setting. And I think that actually allowed me to understand the guy more than if I was tipsy or like had a drink in my hand because I think there's a sobering factor into sober dating you're actually able to see if you like this guy or if you don't or if you see something or you or whatever you see a spark because I feel like when you're drinking there's kind of like a a little bit of like a like a a mask on it you know what I mean you might be a bit more open he might be a bit more open but when you're sober you're seeing the person face value for what they are so I think sober dating is the, apparently the new thing for 2022 when I look Google trends and apparently so many. So if you are sober dating, please let me know. Follow me at tell me everything underscore with lands or dot with lands. And please let me know if you have tried this sober dating, because I think it's actually could be a really big game changer when it comes to single gals. I really do. Because you're finding, like, you're literally looking at the person and he has no mask. He has nothing to, I guess, amplify his personality or whatever it is. You are literally sober. So that is the person you're going to get if you eventually get into a relationship with them. So now I'm going to be discussing 22. I don't know why I'm saying this. I guess, like, guys, I'm so nervous. This is my first episode in, like, a month. So I'm, like, feeling a little nervous right now. But honestly, I've been doing a lot of research. I know. It's, like... Thank you, Lana, for doing something fucking in quarantine. But I did some research, okay? And this professor, because I fucking hate when we discuss 2022 goals. It's like new year, new me, bullshit. Like, listen, I'm all for goal setting, all for priority setting. I literally set up a list last night of what my goals and priorities were for 2022, manifesting it, whatever it is. But at the same time, like, I don't think we should be like what's it called like stressing on it do you know what I mean like stressing on the fact that you have to be a new year new me elevated version 2021 is was fucked up 2022 is gonna be my year like yes of course it's important to have those priorities and goals whatever but then when I look back on 2021 I didn't achieve half the shit I wanted to so I kind of for this year instead of like preaching oh my god guys like lose those five kilos you wanted to do go to the gym do yoga meditate blah blah blah. I kind of wanted to understand why in 2021 personally I didn't achieve the goals that I should have or wanted to. So I did a bit of research and the psychologist from University of Sheffield I think that's how you pronounce it said that procrastination and perfection is what stops us from achieving our goals. So taking a step towards taking a step towards your goal but reminding yourself of the long road ahead means success so what that means let me give you an example if for me personally I have always said like this year I'm gonna have my dream weight okay it never fucking happens but this year I'm gonna have my dream weight and we'll go into like body confidence and self-confidence issues and whatever um and I always say, this is how I'm going to have my dream weight. It's going to have my dream weight. But then when I think about this method of like the goals, like, yes, my goal was to like work out five times a week or four to five times a week. I did that last year. I pretty much every week did that, except when I was on vacation. So for this year, if I want to do four to five times a week, maybe I look at like the eating part of my diet and like I don't eat 100% healthy, obviously, all the time. But maybe that's my step forward in my long process is eating more of healthier, wholesome meals. 
Another part of layer of this is procrastination, which I know I said procrastination, perfection. So when there's another layer of self-criticism. So when you procrastinate, say to the goal, it's because you're criticizing yourself. So it's kind of like an act. It's a, it's a, um, it's like a circle. What is that? It's like, what is that? No one's talking to me. It's like a circle. When you go through like procrastinating, you procrastinate the goal. You don't go to the gym. You don't eat healthy. And then you start to criticize yourself. So it becomes this vicious cycle of procrastinating self-criticism. Okay, so I do this. Okay, so let me bring it back. I do this. Okay. And I always, I'm like, I had a good week. Then I'll have a shitty week. Then I'll have a good week of eating. Then I'll have a shitty week of eating. So I'm in this constant layer and circle of self-criticism. But I'm starting to shift my thinking into, okay, Lana, you ate five times a week really well. Great. Amazing. It's okay to fuck up on the weekend sometimes. Have a little bit of cake, have a little bit of flaming Hot Cheetos, favorite Cheetos ever. Um, and that's my little goal to my long road ahead. So this is how I'm starting to to look at my 2022 goals and priorities because I'm so sick of us being like, I want to run a five kilometer marathon or whatever it is. I don't even know if that, that exists. I'm not a runner. Um, I need to be working out every single day. I need to be eating this, this, and this, and this. No, we're human at the end of the day. It's those small little goal sets and those steps to the long road ahead. So I think we need to start more seeking meaning in the process, not just the outcome. I can be 57 kilos. I know I can if I really work hard, but I need to seek meaning in the process. Why am I constantly shitting on myself or talking badly to myself when I have a bad meal or I have a bad day or not even a bad day. I eat kind of outside my calorie restriction. So this all comes down to patience and I am not patient at all. And if you are someone who is quite impulsive like I am because I am an Aries, then join this club. We are this year, girls, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to reflect, set and go through this process. We are going to reflect on what worked well for us in 2021, what didn't work well for us in 2021, and what actions we're going to do to make this year better. For example, whenever I have a bad day of eating, or I'm guys, why I'm saying like eating and health and stuff is because this has been an weight has been an ongoing struggle basically my entire life, and I really, really believe and I'm motivated to make this issue be as little as possible in my life because there are a lot more things that are more important in life than me criticizing myself on a daily basis about my weight and my um, body. So what worked well for me in 2021 was I worked out. um, I tried new classes. I boxed. I did PT. I tried doing yoga again, which was the fucking hardest class I ever did in my life. What didn't work well was I constantly woke up and called myself fat, (laughs) which didn't work well, obviously, because it was a cycle of me crying, saying I'm fat and then feeling good and then doing it again the next day. Actions to make this year better is to have more of a balance, to not go crazy strict for a week so then I binge the next week. It's to more balance it out, to be more, okay, maybe I have carbs with my lunch today. And maybe I don't have carbs at night to be more balanced and to be more extreme. Um, another thing I realized about myself. So I had an engagement party um, a week ago. 
And I was dying to post on social media. Like when I say dying, dying. My mom didn't want me to post on social media and some family members as well for um, external circumstances, COVID, whatever. Um, and I realized, and I like couldn't wait. And all my girlfriends were like, when can we post? When can we post? When can we post? I'm like, guys, give it a week, give it a week, wait till Wednesday, whatever. Today I started posting on my social media platforms about my engagement party. And it kind of made me realize how fucking addicted I am to Instagram and as I was posting and I was getting all these replies back, you looked amazing. Wow, your hair, your dress, blah, blah, blah. I realized the validation I was getting from these reply backs, it is so toxic. And why did I feel the need to post on social media to receive the validated feedback? So to round this up, I just feel like I need to be more mindful in 2022 of what I'm posting and why I'm posting it. Am I posting it to get that validation? Am I posting it because I like the picture? And I think that's fine to post. I'm never not going to post. I already did started last year of I'm not editing my photos because I don't want people to... I want to kind of start a trend of like not editing your photos. I already started that. All my engagement photos are completely unedited. Except the lighting and stuff because lighting obviously always helps, you know, a picture to look good. Um, but when it comes to like editing my body, editing my thighs, editing my stomach, I completely stopped that in last year and I've continued to do that. And I feel like the next step for me personally is to see why I have such a validation issue with social media and why I post. Um, I want to remind everyone that it's okay to not be positive all the time. Test negative, but it is okay to be not positive all the time. And why I'm saying that is because I feel like when we always enter a new year, we're always about positivity and this and that. We need to be positive. We need to be have a good outlook. Yes, of course, being positive is amazing. And I, I, I think I try and be positive every single day, but I think it's okay to also not be positive. And something I will save for later this year when I'm ready to talk about, was I kind of went through something um, in early December, November of 2021. And it allowed me to cry a lot. I was sad a lot, whatever it was. Um, and it made me realize that I don't need to be positive 24 seven. And I put a kind of added pressure on myself to be that positive glowy girl. And I will open it up, up to it this year, kind of when I've like gotten over it, I guess, completely. Um, but something I'm pr trying to bring into 2022 is to not be so positive all the time. So guys, we're setting up for 2022. And I am very excited for all of you and myself, obviously, for this year. I think it's going to be a banger of a year. I think COVID is going to diminish. Inshallah, I'm going to be knocking on wood. Sorry if you had to hear that. But I really do believe that this year is going to be our year, y'all. So with that, I have an amazing guest list coming on for this year. We got influencers. We got non-influencers. We got dating. I'm going to bring on a guy about dating in Dubai. I'm going to bring on the founder of Nail Pavilion. I'm going to bring on business owners and women business owners. And, and this year, we have an amazing lineup for Tell Me Everything with Lands and hopefully merchandise coming out this, week, this year. Sorry. We're going to have merchandise. We're going to have live shows. I have a lot planned for this podcast. And I want to thank every single one of you for supporting this podcast, supporting me and the Tell Me Everything movement. Um, with that, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast on all platforms. Follow me at lands underscore T-H-O and at Tell Me Everything with Lands. Sorry, Tell Me Everything underscore with Lands. And we will speak next week. This is just a sliver of what year we have coming up. Bye, guys. Have a great week and happy new year.